Welcome to the Cinema Show, where we bring you movie news, reviews, and insights right here on our podcast. I'm Dylan Martin. Here with me is representing the Monstars, or what do you want to be? You want to be the Goon Squad, the Toon Squad, the Monstars? Uh, preferably the Toon Squad, but uh, I'm I'm on the court here, surrounded by the Monstars, and I I'm scared. You know what? Perfect, because I want to be a Monstar. I am the captain of the Monstars, Dill Martin, and here with me representing the Toon Squad is Jackson. Come on and slam, and welcome to the jam, guys. You know, everybody get up. It's time to throw it down. I was going to do the lyrics, but I'm using my phone. Anyways, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, put on your best uh, Nikes. I think that's what they want you to wear. Uh, not your old, any tennis shoes, just nikes that's what we prefer on this episode because we are talking about space jam a new legacy and of course since we are talking about that movie we have to talk about the original so that will come up usually we do it like first half talk about space jam second half the sequel but i think it's appropriate to kind of interweave both movies yeah i think so yeah so why not so let's just jump right into it space jam a new legacy we have LeBron James playing himself as his son gets abducted by an algorithm named Algerithm. And through some circumstances, <laughs> I'm going off the cup here. It's not an official <laughs> synopsis. But uh, somehow uh, a game has to be played. The fate of the world is at stake, maybe. I'm not sure. The internet's at stake, I'm sure. And LeBron James is forced to... Get a ragtag team of basketball players, uh, this meaning the Looney Tunes, and chaos ensues. We have one of yeah. the, the biggest basketball game of all the times. Jackson, what did you think of Space Jam and HBO Max commercial? Yeah, that that's really what this was at the end of the day. The whole time I was watching, I'm like, this is like the commercial for HBO Max. This is everything that... Warner Brothers wanted it to be, uh, but it's not everything I wanted it to be. That That's for sure. <laughs> well, what did you want it to be? Well, okay, so the first Space Jam, it's not a cinematic masterpiece by any means. No. Uh, it's fun. It's a good time. I enjoy it. There's a huge amount of nostalgia, but uh, it's not the best movie in the world. Mm-hmm. But again, not everything has to be Schindler's List, you know? The, you can have fun like the Fast and Furious, or with Space Jam, you know? So I was just kind of expecting more of that, but with LeBron James. And, uh, yeah, what we got was a commercial for HBO Max. It, it There were moments where, literally, like, maybe only two or three moments where they poked fun at themselves, like, haha, corporations, haha, algorithms. But then the rest of the movie, they just play everything straight. And just because you're self-aware about it doesn't mean it, makes the rest of the movie okay uh that's how i feel about it if you want to be self-aware carry that with you throughout the entire thing but they just get so lost and look it's the iron giant we've got king kong you know and i wouldn't say it drags it down but they're just there just as props i will say going into it i thought the audience the vast majority of the audience is ip from the Warner brothers lot so you know if you got it, use it. And I didn't mind it. I thought they were going to be a bit more tongue-in-cheek with it. I thought they were going to draw more attention to it. But they didn't. And at times, it was kind of distracting. Uh, but that's 
until like the third act, which is fine. Yeah. Uh, but going back to your point about self awareness, yeah, I've been seeing I've been say, seeing this a lot and saying it a lot as a critique of certain movies where they think just because they are self aware and call themselves out on certain things that it gives them a pass to go ahead and do those things. It's very weird. Uh, this movie did it a lot. I, I think LeBron said at the, towards the beginning was athletes acting never goes right. Yeah, it's a bad idea. Yeah, it's a bad idea. And then and then they give him like this huge emotional arc with his son. And it's an athlete acting. <laughs> okay, I'm I might get some flack here. I think this is where we're going to differ here. Okay, okay. but. Revisiting the original Space Jam. I'll say it. I don't care. Michael Jordan will forever be the most iconic, the best in that sport. His legacy will continue to go on way further than LeBron, I believe. Mm -hmm. That being said, I think LeBron James is a better actor than Michael Jordan. And I think he actually served a purpose in this movie more than Michael Jordan in the original. Okay, so I was thinking about this. Okay, finish, yeah. Okay, so what I will say about it is revisiting it and then also watching this movie twice. I watched the sequel in theaters twice, which, by the way, really quick, this is the first time I've been to a theater where it's not only packed, but I'm sitting literally next to people on both ends. And uh, very uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, even before the pandemic, I never liked sitting in, in, right next to people. But even more so now. But kept the mask up and fully vaccinated. So I'm I'm rolling the dice here. <laughs> if I die, just know it's for Warner Brothers. And I want them <laughs> to pay for my funeral expenses. Anyways, so having watched it twice and revisiting the original, Michael Jordan doesn't really have... Okay, at least here in this movie, LeBron James is kind of happy to see the Looney Tunes, whereas Michael Jordan is just, he seems bothered. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. It's like Michael Jordan doesn't want to be in this movie, like, at all. Yeah, and yeah, his acting chops, I mean, uh, they're not there. I mean, don't get me wrong. LeBron James, there's a reason why a part of this movie, I want to say like the second act, all of the second act is him in cartoon form. I don't know if that made it better or worse because even his voice acting is just there. And you could tell because they stream. don't and they don't do a lot with the animation of him at, at all, too. That's where you really need to, like, make up for his acting. And they don't really do much, even when he's LeBron James himself. Uh, there's a little bit more range that he showcased here compared to Michael Jordan. And I'll, I'll give him that. And plus, he... He has been doing some movies before this. Yeah, I know he was in right. Trainwreck. Yes. So, and I haven't seen that movie yet, but I know he shares a scene with Bill Hader, and it sounds like he's pretty good in that movie. Here, though, he was all right. He was okay. I mean, as far as athletes trying to act goes, I think it made more sense in this movie, the circumstances that went on compared to the original. It's so weird. These two movies kind of complement each other in where they one really lacks, do. the other one does. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't expect that going into it. But I'm sorry. I, I 
I've been rambling too much. Jack, yeah, you want to say something. No, yeah, definitely. Uh, With Michael Jordan, it really seems like he doesn't want to be there. Uh, Every scene that he has in the real world, people are nice to him, and he's like, oh, these guys, and he can't stand uh, Wayne Newton's, Wayne Knight's character. So yeah, Wayne Knight, he can't stand his character, which, by the way, funny that his character's name is Stan, and that just so happened to be a thing 25 years later, which, yeah, it's been 25 years since the first Space Jam came out. Can you believe that? Yeah, I mean, that's that's weird to me. We can do comparisons all we want, but let's just kind of agree on one thing. That soundtrack from the original will never be beaten. No. Yeah, I don't know. I, there wasn't too much going on with the soundtrack in this second one, but that first one, I mean, it slaps. I mean, R. Kelly, anybody? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of the soundtrack... <laughs> opening to the first one it's great you get michael jordan it's past midnight uh he's just shooting hoops uh he's like i'm gonna go to college and I, i'm gonna be in the nba and then he does one last shot before going in for bed and it's him running up to the basket and you intercut that with footage of him on the bulls and then you get into come on and slam and then it's the whole montage of his career great that oh I got yeah. chills. If you want to show somebody like what the late mid to late nineties was, you just show them that opening. That opening credits to Space Jam, it's got everything you need there. And I loved it. And again, this is coming from me being born in the mid nineties, so there's a nostalgia factor to it. I'm sure people who are in love with LeBron James loved this opening, and I'm sure they'll feel like that twenty five years later down the line. The opening to this new one didn't feel, like, as cohesive. Like, I get what they were trying to do, but it didn't feel, like, as well-crafted as the original's opening. Which, by the way, misrepresentation of the Game Boy. Uh, When when LeBron's playing it, you get the color footage of Bugs Bunny in a video game, right? Mm -hmm. But the Game Boy put out this puke green color, and then whenever he throws the Game Boy in the trash, it's orange- Hmm. Th- that bothered me. It's not It's uh, not a big deal, but as a Nintendo nerd, that bothered <laughs> me. <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't notice that. I-, I noticed that as he was playing the game, colors started to come into the game, and maybe that's him like envisioning the color. You know, like, oh, as a- yeah. like as a kid, you play the old Game Boy or anything that's black and white or pixelated, and you kind of fill in the blanks there. You're like, oh, I'm playing Mario, but I'm envisioning... The Mario that's on the cover, not the 8-bit Mario. That's um, true, yeah. So I like that visually. So in the original, we're going to do a lot of comparing here. In the original, you have the main villain or the villains of the movie uh, directly connected to the Looney Tunes. Whereas in this one, he's directly connected to our basketball player, LeBron James. So... I don't know. It's like maybe take it or leave it. Which one would you prefer? Would you rather have your villains be directly connected to the tunes or would you want them connected more to our lead here? Well, he's connected to the tunes in some fashion. He's the king of the server verse, which what a terrible name, by the way. I hated that. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, because you have Toon World being threatened from the bat, like, you know, you have Danny DeVito's character who's animated in the first one wanting to make a, an amusement park. 
out of mm-hmm. Looney Tune world. Like they're going to be enslaved to perform for the rest of their lives. Whereas this one, it's like your son is going to be stuck in the internet or in the server forever. And then we're at, like, and then towards the end, it's kind of like, oh yeah, the tunes. Yeah. Like in the, I think it's in the game, the beginning of the third act is where the Looney Tunes are like, eh, whatever, it's fine. And then Don Cheadle says, oh yeah. And also Toon World will be destroyed or whatever. And then it's like, oh, up the stakes there. So it feels more like an afterthought here in the second one compared to the first one. Well, there is the whole reason why, well, is mild spoilers. Bugs is the only one on Toon World whenever yeah. LeBron gets there. There's mm-hmm. that whole reason. So there, it's kind of there. But again, like like you said, it's not as present as the first one is. Yeah, that's why I'm not too upset about it because it's like, well, I don't see them how they could get away with doing both. Maybe like in the first one, the family could have been more integrated into the story, thus giving Michael Jordan a reason to actually be involved in the game. Mm-hmm. So maybe that and vice versa with the second one. You know, you, you could have had the tunes involved somehow. But it's an excuse to kind of travel to the other IPs in the movie, which we'll get into later. But yeah, the first one, I mean, you have just great human characters to begin with. I mean, you have Wayne Knight. You have Bill Murray. Yeah. Which, that already. You're, you're set. A cameo from Bill Murray. You're great. Larry Bird is in there, too. And then you get the five players whose talent are stolen. Not only are do they just there in the beginning, like to steal their talent, but they get parts in the movie where, like, they're trying to figure this out. And, like, they go through medical treatment, and like, they are part of the story too. Yeah, there's a whole subplot to it. Yeah, it, it's great. Which, yeah. by the way, there's a moment in I think it's right before the game starts in the first one where uh, the NBA commissioner is like. We are, there will be no more basketball until we figure out what's going on with these players, <laughs> which is so unrealistic. It's yeah. only five players in the entire league and no more basketball forever. But doesn't that sound a little familiar today? <laughs> well, no, because they still, the, the show must go on. They did a whole bubble. There was a whole time where they kind of like some players or some games were canceled. Well, yeah. Only some, but they, it, that, that was all short-term. They weren't, we're going to have to, they, I don't think they ever talked about canceling the entire season. Oh, okay. Fair enough, fair enough. I just got a little, like, pandemic I definitely flashbacks. got that, too. It's like, whoa, that's weird. It's crazy, like, rewatching a movie, and you're like, oh. Like, <laughs> it, it feels a little different unintentionally. Again, Yang Yang, these two movies where you, I will say, even though I do love the the monsters like their designs and all that uh, aside from them i think the players have more personality than the monsters which makes sense because they just took away their talent uh thus giving us that subplot uh in this movie i think they're uh, obviously they're more unique in design i guess they're they're fine it, it's nothing special yeah i think they're more entertaining with their appearances like they play off of their changes they have like these i wouldn't say unique character designs but they do a lot with those designs yeah which uh just kind of gets into my overall impression of the movie there's a lot more substance to space jam a new legacy than the first one but the first one feels a lot more sincere and it has more personality whereas this one definitely feels like 
a commercial. It feels like they turned something out. Like you were saying about the the basketball players for the Goon Squad. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more to them than the Monstars, but the Monstars have more personality just yeah. to them. Yes. And whereas with these, you get they don't hardly interact. No. So it's uh, it's really just very interesting to see the strengths of the first one being weaknesses here and the strengths of this one being weaknesses in the first one. It's so crazy, too, because in the first movie, you have just essentially the Toon world being involved, even in the game. I mean, they're they're in the audiences. They're cheering on whatever. The mice announcers. Yes. And so it's I get it. I get why Warner Brothers wanted to do what they did with the audience. Again, I'm not as offended as I thought I would be mm-hmm. because they didn't really put any focus on it. In a way, it kind of makes sense in the movie. You know, like it's Warner Brothers is self-aware that they have their IPs and in the IPs, they kind of do a, a ready player one thing where they're all their own Definitely. worlds. Uh, but they play into it. They they make it a whole plot out of it. So I didn't I didn't mind that. And when they did start it to come in, you say Iron Giant and King Kong, I was okay. They're not making too much of a big old like, hey, look, cameo here, reference here. But then kind of a double edged sword because like, if you're just gonna throw them in there just for like, just for them to be in the background, why even bother? You know, like if you're gonna have all of these properties here, use them. I would mm-hmm. like. Uh, LeBron is trying to get this all-star team. He wants Superman, he wants Gandalf, he wants Batman on his team. Mm-hmm. But they're not even players or not... They weren't even influenced for the Goon Squad characters. Mm-hmm. They're just like, it's a snake, it's a bird, it's Waterman. This guy can turn back time. So it... I, I don't know. Like, uh, I do have, th- like, this struggle where, like, if it was shoved more down our throat, I would be upset. But I'm also kind of upset, like, because they just kind of used it as a prop. Like, hey, look, all the, your favorite characters are in this movie. Watch Space Jam, A New Legacy. And they don't utilize them nearly as much as they should have, I, I feel. So it's, it's this real weird push and pull. I, I don't know what the best way to go about it was. I mean, Warner Brothers, they don't have to pay for any of those quote-unquote cameos. Which, by the way, okay, like, let's talk about the audience themselves it looks like you're at a one of those like universal studios where the characters from the movie but clearly not the actors in the suit you you pay somebody to get be in the suit and act silly for a while so yeah i'm i'm kind of like i'm it's okay it's fine i'm sure a bunch of those youtube easter egg channels are gonna have a field day with this movie yeah, they're like characters you 500 characters you you might have missed <laughs> yeah 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 and it's yeah and i okay theater experience wise uh you get a lot of those i saw a lot of like people pointing their fingers at the screen and like whispering like oh look look it's it's the mask it's the mask or oh it's the yeah. penguin from tim burton like okay yeah like yes we all see it we we all know <laughs> It's okay. They're all there. It's fine. Let's, let's focus on the movie, people. I think even the game I thought was more interesting than than the first one. And I think the whole video game element helped a lot. And I think yeah. it played more into the Looney Tunes being Looney. And then I have to think about the first movie because they do this weird thing in the in the second one where they 
kind of reference the first one, but at the same time don't really want to acknowledge the movie like it ever happened. Yeah, which is so weird because you would think that they would want to capitalize on like on the fact that the first one happened. It's yeah. kind of canon, but they just kind of brush it aside. Well, not only that, but when uh, Algae Rhythm, <laughs> it's funny to say, when Don Cheadle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Don Cheadle. When Don Cheadle's like doing his whole pitch to LeBron James, which is funny too, because LeBron hated the idea of just making LeBron and putting them in different franchises, but that's what the movie did anyways. Anyways, mm-hmm. uh, Don Cheeto was showing all the posters of what Warner Brothers owns. And the very first one that pops up is the original Space Jam. So you would think Don Cheeto being an AI would be like, let's not send LeBron to the Looney Tunes world. Because even though I look down on them, they did win a very important game 25 years ago. So the chances of them actually winning are very high. I'm going to send them to, I don't know, Wizard of Oz land. You know, yeah. like, w- what's the Scarecrow going to do? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So I-, I just thought that was a little odd. Like, why didn't you uh, at least reference it? I know they did a whole thing at the end, which we'll talk about in spoilers, uh, a joke about the first one, or they try to do a joke. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about it later. Aside from that, they didn't really want to ignore. They even wore the original uh, uniforms. Yeah. Yeah, so, I don't know, just weird. Just, I, I would have wanted something like, hey, they did win that game a long time ago. Are you sure you want to send them, do you want to send LeBron there to make a whole team out of them again? And then you could have done the whole, like, oh, no, it's fine. Nobody lives there anymore. Yeah. Yeah, so that like, just, that's nitpicking. Just a little that's bit nitpicking. more, a little bit more, you know? This, I feel. I just feel like the movie could have, Despite how much there is to it, I guess just more personality, a little more care, like the first one had, would have gone so much f- further for this yeah, one. And I thought it was a tad too long. Yeah, it's like 40 minutes longer than the original. The The first one's short. It's like 88 minutes. Yeah, it's really short because I remember showing my girlfriend it for the first time. She's never seen the original Space Jam, which I'm that's still, insane. yeah, crazy to me. But hey, that's why I'm here. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> I, I saw it on Redbox and I took up that chance to show it to her. And yeah, I was very surprised. She even said like, as soon as they got to the actual game at the end, she was like, wow, already? I was like, yeah, that's. Yeah, that's- they could have squeezed so much more out of it, but I don't know why they didn't. Yeah, I, I would have liked maybe 10 more minutes of like build up. In the original, but mm-hmm. uh, it is what it is. It's funny because I wrote down like uh, whenever they get to the game and they suck, it's like, well, no wonder they suck. They didn't have a training montage. <laughs> but then in this one, there's a whole training montage. So again, it's like how the first one it faltered, this one picked it up, but then it faltered in its own ways. It's yeah. such a weird phenomenon. <laughs> I, I didn't think you would have this much to say. Me either. And when watching the movie along, I was like, wow, there's a lot of things that work here that in the first one where they kind of failed Uh, again, like LeBron, not only just his the acting chops, you know, and I'm not going to knock on Michael Jordan for that. Technically, that was Michael Jordan's first film debut. Like that was his first time doing a movie. And LeBron James has been doing he's been in like two or three movies already. 
And I think most, if not all of them, were comedies. So he got a chance to build up his skills as an actor. So, But aside from that, aside from the skills and or talent in acting, I think the story served LeBron better than the original for Michael Jordan. Definitely. Yeah. I did really like Don Cheadle. Uh, maybe not his character so much, but Don Cheadle was very obviously having a lot of fun with everything that he had. He did the most. It was great. Actually, I loved his character. I, I had so much fun. He was having so much fun, so I was having so much fun. I guess the writer really loves Don Cheadle because he had, he's probably like my favorite part of the entire movie. Yeah, I, I, same. Yeah, even the, like the Looney Tunes, even though they were Looney, you know, doing their stuff. In the first one, they had so much more to do compared it, it to this one. It feels like in, in this one, they were just kind of retreading like, oh, this is what the Looney Tunes do. Whereas in the first one, it's like, the Looney, you put the Looney Tunes in this situation and this is what they're going to do. Whereas in this one, it's just more like, uh, Looney Tunes are just going to do what they always do. And let me put a pin on that little topic right there, because I want that to be our first thing we talk about in spoilers. So Okay, let's rate them real quick. How we do it here at the Cinema Show, how we rate our movies, is by the value of its ticket price. You get the choice of choosing what you pay for your ticket at the box office. One being the lowest, ten being the highest... Jackson, how much would you pay for Space Jam, A New Legacy? For this one, honestly, $4. Oof. I'd be okay paying 5 Like, if uh, they didn't have any change, I'd be like, you know what? That's fine. Keep, the, keep that extra dollar. Whatever. For the first one, though, that one's worth $5, but I would happily pay at least 7 to see that one again. Hmm. But wow. this, But the new one, eh. Uh, I'll take the first one any day. See, I, again, the things that don't work in the first one, I think it works here. I think there's a lot of things that improve here. If if only I could take elements from this movie and put them into the original, I think that first movie is, it just gets so much better. Uh, but that being said, this movie reminded me of two movies, obviously Ready Player One because Warner Brothers and all that. But also, I know you still haven't watched this movie, but Ralph Breaks the Internet. Oh, yeah. Where it was an excuse to flex on the other studios where Disney's like, hey, look at what we got. And they they also were self-aware of their own thing, especially when a character meets the Disney princesses. That's mm-hmm. where they, 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 they decide to be self-aware about their characters, which we'll, that's a whole discussion for another day. <laughs> uh, but but that being said, I'm I wasn't as offended with this movie compared to the other two. I think this one was it stayed true to its roots, which was your superstar basketball player and the Looney Tunes. So you know what's funny? We just talked about this movie the last episode, Black Widow. Sh- uh, don't shoot me, but I had a better time watching this movie than Black Widow. I ha- I just had more fun. I think I think I'm in the same boat, but I. I think Black Widow is a better movie, but there's just so much more fun to be had with this one. It's it's weird. I I feel very conflicted about this one. Yeah, because, I mean, Black Widow could have been fun, even though it has dark themes. Uh, Winter Soldier, I had so much fun with that movie, and it's one of the darkest movies. And I had more fun with this movie for completely different reasons. And for that, 
Oof, I'm so sorry, Black Widow. Uh, <laughs> but I'm, I think I gave Black Widow a five, and I, mm-hmm. I, you know what? I won't be too harsh. I'm just gonna go a quarter up. I'll, I'll give Space Jam a new legacy a five point twenty-five. Alrighty. And I, I, I don't think it's something I would revisit. I, I think maybe. No, I, I don't think I don't find myself watching this movie again, even though I watched it twice in theaters. I might watch it again. Like if someone has it on, I'll I'll like, oh, yeah, Space Jam is on or New Legacy's on. Sure. Why not? But I, I'm not going to actively like, you know what I feel like watching today? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to be it for our regular discussion. Now we're going to get into spoilers. You have been warned. There was a line that you were trying to remember from the first one. What yes. was it? It's the product placement line where Stan is like, all righty, Michael, put on your Hanes, strap up your Nikes, eat a bowl of Wheaties, and grab a, it's some other fourth thing, and let's get out of here. They just crammed so much product into that one line where I'm not even upset. I'm kind of impressed. And Michael Jordan himself is kind of annoyed. Yeah. And I could get him being annoyed by that whole lifestyle because I, I know in the first one where he attempts to be a baseball player, like the whole team's like just praising him, even if he is not as good as he wanted to be. And so I could get him like not enjoying that life and just wanting to leave. It's when he does go to the Looney Tunes. I wish I would have gotten like a finally I'm away from all that. Like I can be wacky and loony and you know enjoy myself fun again but then he's like bugs bunny yeah yeah exactly again in this movie the new one where it's it they're trying to hone in on have fun it's not about fundamentals it's about fun Uh, which i'm kind of disappointed nobody set the line put the fun back in fundamentals yeah fundament it's right there it's there in front of you anyways i would have liked that in the first one i would have liked to have seen michael jordan be fun to have fun which by the way michael jordan if you haven't seen the documentary series on netflix uh the last dance that thing is great michael jordan had uh i mean he's still with us of course today but the life he had was just a roller coaster that's all i'll say about that so a quick plug-in for the last dance go watch it there is a joke in the first one i wanted to just bring up because it made me laugh so hard it was when uh bill murray comes out and danny devito's character says uh when did oh when did they ever get dan Aykroyd or something like that they make yeah, a joke now about we that. got dan Aykroyd here or something like that yeah i, I thought that was funny it made me laugh there was also a dig at the mighty ducks yeah there were some references like there was a patent reference uh in the beginning uh, where Bugs Bunny's like dressed up as Patton and against that big old American flag, and then there's a Pulp Fiction reference with uh, Elmer Fudd and Yosemite Sam shooting someone at the game. Yeah, and Miserloo plays. It's like, who's that for? Like, obviously it's for the adults, <laughs> but like, come on. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I guess during that time, Pulp Fiction was big. It was two uh, years. It came out two years prior. I'm glad you like that because there's a whole lot of references here in this uh, second one. Yeah. Uh, I actually wrote down everyone's appearances, uh, everyone's Toon Squad appearance uh, as they popped up, just so that way we'd have this. I'm just going to get into it. So, yeah. So, 
Whenever LeBron James crashes onto Looney World, Bugs is there and he's like, Don Cheadle sent everyone away. I'm not sure why everyone decided to leave. That wasn't really explained. He convinced them that there's more than just Looney World and they would fit better in other IPs. But they could just do that on Looney Tune Land, you know? Like Yeah, it would have been it would have made more sense for for Don Cheadle to kind of like sabotage the Looney Tunes, where it's like I'm going to take all the Looney Tunes and just just separate them all in different worlds. And LeBron James goes to Toon World and there's nobody there. But look, oh, Bugs Bunny stayed. And he could be like, hey, Don Cheadle stole all the Looney Tunes and we have to go find them in the other worlds. And that would have been made more sense. I think that's kind of what they did, but it wasn't as streamlined as that. They they did a, a bunch and then they eventually got back to the matter at hand. Um, but yeah, essentially, the whole second act is getting the gang back together. So we start off in DC World, uh, where we got Daffy dressed up as Superman, mm. uh, and Porky's his cameraman, trying to... <laughs> that, that's a great dynamic. Anytime you pair those two up, like Duck Dodgers... It, oh, that's right. It's always it's yeah. always great seeing Daffy trying to be this heroic guy, and then ah! he just... Sub- he breaks the emergency brake on the, on the train. <laughs> Yeah. And it just kind of stops, and I thought you would see, like, actual Superman rise up and be like, what the hell are you trying to do? But you did. Oh, did we? I, I was probably writing something down. Yeah, Superman, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, Superman's the one that stops the train. I thought so. Okay. Yeah, and then, like, the rest of the animated DC heroes come out, which all their designs are from the Justice League Unlimited animated series. So I was like, yes, that's that's perfect right there. Primo. Really quick, I love the design of that world. Half of it is Metropolis, and the other half is Gotham City. Specifically, mm-hmm. both of those are from the uh, Bruce Tim animated series, which I love. Uh, so you get uh, Daffy and Porky in DC World, and then you get to Mad Max Fury Road, and you get Roadrunner and Coyote. Great I loved fit. it. That loved was it. that was perfect. Yeah, that was, it was fantastic. Great. It made me want to watch Mad Max. Yeah as, soon, yeah, as soon as I saw we were here, I'm like, are we actually doing this? <laughs> yeah, that was great. And then we go to Austin Powers, where Elmer <laughs> Fudd is mini-me, which, that was great. Yeah. And uh, Sylvester's uh, the naked cat. Yeah. Dr. Evil's <laughs> naked cat. Yeah. <laughs> and then we get to Casablanca, of mm. all things. This yeah. It's a kid's movie. Some of the kids' parents watching this aren't even going to know what Casablanca is, you know? I think they're trying to, like, cover all their bases on not only demographics, because they, they know some grandma and grandpas are going to show up and take their grandkids to the movie. But also, I'm thinking of, like, the HBO Max catalog, and they have that TCM mm-hmm. category where you have all your classics. So Great category, too. There's so much in that. Oh, yeah, yeah. So Are you, are you sponsoring? Uh, <laughs> what, is, is HBO Max sponsoring us? I wish. Look at you doing your part to advertise for them. Uh, so we go to Casablanca, and it's the close-up of the blonde girl. I for the blonde woman. How uh, dare I forget you? Forget her name. Uh, but she says the line, "Play it again, Sam," and it's Yosemite Sam at the piano, which is like, ah, okay, that's clever. I liked that. And then we get a quick flyby of Game of Thrones. You see a dragon, and who's riding it? None other than Foghorn Leghorn. That one was so out of place. And I'll come back to this. Yeah, again, they're just trying to check off the franchises they have. Which, okay. So then we get to Matrix, where we get Granny and Speedy Gonzalez, (laughs) which made me instantly realize 
Speedy Gonzalez isn't in the first one at all. No, I, he is. He's not, like, on the team or anything. He's just, like, he's largely absent from it. Yeah, th- yeah. oh, yeah, yeah. He doesn't really play much. I, I remember seeing him on the bench, though. Yeah, uh, he's just kind of there. He doesn't get much to do. Well, there was another player that was absent in this one, so. Really quick, I just want to mention, like, uh, Marvin the Martian was there oh, just yeah. for a gag. I wish he was the referee instead of Pete. Instead of Pete, yeah. I fucking hated Pete. But you know what, though? Don Cheadle made it work. Yeah, he, he really he did. Like, I can tell, like, the writers were like, we need someone there to, like, for Don Cheadle to kind of, like, talk to uh, before he can start talking to LeBron or anybody. And there's some sort of cutesy robot. Uh-oh. Yeah. But he made it work. My favorite joke from that was the whole, like, you uh, you need to enunciate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was like, a good joke. Oh, this. Why don't you enunciate? <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, he really played into like the whole like he's talking gibberish. So he, he did something with it. So credit to Don Cheadle. Going back to r- real quick, the Yosemite Sam one. I oh, have yeah. a strong feeling that was supposed to be Pepe Le Pew. Oh. It makes more sense. Yes, it does. Which, by the way, I'm sorry. But I'm going to defend Pepe Le Pew. You could have put him in rehab, okay? Let the man <laughs> learn from his mistakes. Let the man learn from his mistakes, okay? He had a maybe he had a tough childhood. You never know. And he hey, Not he's French. Excuse. He's French. <laughs> the French are a little more expressive than we are, okay? It's a cultural thing. Shout out to Pepe Le Pew. <laughs> He's, he, you know, he's home. He's what he's, he has HBO max. He's a team player. He's, he's missing all his friends. I think it would have been a great, a great opportunity for Pepe Le Pew to do like a national tour, you know, go to colleges and talk to the youth, especially the guys, you know, don't do uh, what I did. You know what? Have you seen the boys? I really, not. really quick sidebar. Okay. So in the first season, there is this Aquaman character who exposes himself to a woman and and he's not the only one let me tell you but Mm. he has a whole redeeming arc in season two like him like trying to come back like him working with pr people and then like trying to rebuild his character back and all that and i wish they would have done that for bevla view but hey you never know maybe a couple years from now they'll do something where they're like hey we're bringing back bevla view he's a changed man a changed gunk Mm-hmm. I feel bad for him, that's all. Yeah, that's a great idea. Why didn't they put him in rehab? They could have made a whole bit out of it. They could have, like, like for real, for real, they could have done, like, a whole, like, PSA thing. Like, yeah. Like, use Pepe Le- He's a fucking fictional character. Oh, my God. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. not his fault. <laughs> he was created in the 40s by a bunch of white old men, you know? Yeah, and you could have, he could have been like, you know, it's out of my control. The These writers made me do the things I did. And now I'm uh, telling you, young men... Don't do what I do or did, you know, like, I don't know. Do a whole thing about it. Anyways, I'm yeah. sorry. Going back to the the worlds. <laughs> yeah, uh, we got the Matrix, Granny and Speedy. I already talked about Speedy and they're trying to make Granny a badass. I get it. So it worked. Yeah. Uh, seeing Speedy dodge all the bullets, though, that that was perfect. Mi was sombrero. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it uh, gets a laugh here in South Texas. Yeah. <laughs> Which is weird because like I, okay, Another quick sidebar. I, I keep interrupting you. I'm sorry, but you bring no, you brought up you you brought up Speedy Gonzalez here and like 
Corpus, because it's all South Texas here. I always find it weird when, like, there's a Spanish character in a predominantly, you know, like, American movie. Speedy has the only Mexican accent. But it, I find it weird that it's the Hispanics who laugh more at that. You would think we're used to the accent. We have yeah, some family members like, who... People were trying to cancel Speedy after Pepe Le Pew got canceled. Yeah, they're going after him for no reason. But there's a there's a place here in Kingsville like called like Speedy's Garage or something. We like, love Speedy Gonzalez. Speedy Gonzalez. I'm not actually bleep that out. I, I don't want them to get in trouble. I don't want Warner Brothers slamming a hammer down on this oh. local <laughs> Kingsville business. But Speedy Gonzalez, we love him. What are you talking about? Who are these people that try to start crap on Twitter? Damn you, people! Damn you! <laughs> and then uh. Then we get Rick and Morty just kind of dropping in, which unexpected. It, it makes sense. I mean, Warner Brothers owns them, but um, again, I did not expect Rick and Morty to show up in this kids movie. It's a category in the HBO Max lineup. It's Adult Swim, so you yeah. have to check off that box. And they drop off Taz, cute little bit with Taz. Like we dropped off your badger. Uh, did some experiments. <laughs> There's no fixing him. Whatever yeah. his condition is, that's great. <laughs> And then Gossamer just kind of shows up. He's just kind of Gossamer, the big red guy with the. Oh yeah, they don't really do much with him. Yeah. No, he just. I rewind. I rewound. Rewound it. Rewinded it. You traveled back in time. Yes. Yes, to uh, make sure I didn't miss anything, and no, he just kind of shows up. He's just kind of there. Which is fine. I mean, he was never a big like. No. Yeah, he's not one of the big tunes. And then we get to Lola. Which we go back to DC, which is like this floating comic book, floating Wonder Woman comic book. And yeah, if Wonder Woman 1984, you know how Diana was doing the whole trial in in the beginning. That's what Lola's doing here. But Lola should have been Khaleesi. That would have made so much more sense than fucking Foghorn Leghorn. Oh, okay, Yeah. Yeah. And you could have had her like on the dragon, like trying to keep them away. You know how Khaleesi goes crazy at the end of season eight or whatever. I haven't seen it. Yeah, um, yeah. But you you could have done something with that. You could have poked fun at Game of Thrones, you know, be a little more self-aware. Yeah. You, they, you could have done so much more than Foghorn Leghorn and Khaleesi get up. I get it. They could have gone either way. I actually enjoyed the Wonder Woman comic part. I love the art. Yeah. I thought, like, oh, my God, this looks so much better than the movies, mm-hmm. you know, uh, e- even though I, I do like them. But I, I think here here they just had so much. I mean, again, it's a comic, so it's going to have more vibrant colors. But I liked it. I, I like that whole trial thing for Lola. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, it's it, it, it gets the job done. Yeah. Uh, so the team's all back together. Um, and then you get all the other franchises just so- showing up at the game. You get uh, Hanna-Barbera. Um, you get Wizard of Oz. The Wicked Witch is just kind of there. Um, I didn't see the other ones. We go on and on about the other characters that are there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I just wanted to really lay that out and just kind of talk about how they used the Toon Squad in their introductions. Yeah. I, I will say, <laughs> again, comparing here, I love how, like, at the height of Michael Jordan's, like, popularity or his just where he is in his life when the first Space Jam came out, he lives, like, in a very small, like, not, well, not small, but, you know, middle, working middle class home. And then here they show LeBron's mansion in the Palisades. Like, even says, like, 
LeBron James residency or something like that. I'm like, geez, Louise, is is this a hotel? (laughs) (laughs) This whole movie kind of felt like LeBron propaganda, and the first one didn't feel like Michael Jordan propaganda. Yeah, which is really weird because Don Cheeto's just like going off about him like he's more than a man. He's a king. Yeah. Just like, okay. He's trying to like really pander to LeBron. Oh, yeah. You know, LeBron was in on the writing process too. Like, he had (laughs) to have been. So, like, it just like, it's weird. Because you could have done it where it's like, okay, it's weird too because like the, the jokes they shoot at LeBron, like, oh, you go from team to team to team all this stuff like little digs like that but it would have made more sense for Don Cheadle to be like not praise him but be more like well he's the most influential thing right now so I need to use that it's not that I don't like it's not that I respect him or anything like I don't care what he does in the real world like I just need to use him because of the power he has over people and that would have made more sense to his character because instead of like he's like, oh, I love LeBron. And then he just goes to hating him once he rejects him, which yeah. I get. But yeah, that I, to me, that would have made more sense to his character. And that would have added just another layer of like just manipulation. Even Danny DeVito wants to make Michael Jordan a slave. Yeah, which. Eesh. I mean, he's an alien. It's green. It's OK. It's <laughs> it's. <laughs> I just found it funny watching the first one, and then Bugs Bunny was like, we're talking about slavery here, Michael Jordan. It's like, they didn't think that through. It was 96. I don't think they were thinking about that. Yeah, just that whole, like, Danny DeVito alien, like, how cynical he is about Michael Jordan. Like, why didn't they, they do that here? Is Was yeah. it an ego thing? I don't know. I, that's uh, Speaking like, product placement, holy mother. Like, the one that sticks out is when LeBron turns into a cartoon and makes a hole in the ground with his body, and it's a I Nike logo. I cute. Uh, and I was like, okay. It got a chuckle out of me. I was like, huh, okay. Yeah. Cute. <laughs> not, yeah. I, it, to me, it was like a big a, a commercial. I was like, okay, let me yeah. go buy. I'm, I'm actually wearing Adidas right now. So, uh, Uh-oh. So, here's a big old bird for you, whoever's making this movie. I don't know. Whoever got paid. <laughs> Also, was this thing sponsored by E3? There's a whole subplot about E3's gaming design camp, which I didn't even know existed. Do they even host those design camps? It wouldn't surprise me, but it, it's news to me. That'd be but... cool if they do. I mean, that's that's cool for kids, you know? Yeah, definitely. People want to get into tech. Why didn't this movie come out like a month earlier? Because E3 happened this same time last month. It would have made perfect sense to release this movie then. But then they release it a month later after E3's already said and done. I mean, it's not like the biggest plot point, but it just wouldn't have been like an extra factor of like, oh, hey, E3, you know? Yeah, which I guess I I think the last thing we haven't even touched on, because we talked about everything else, but kind of the main plot, which is like the father versus son. Yeah. We haven't even talked about Dom at all. Yeah, let's get into that. Yeah, I, I liked, I liked it kind of, cause like at the beginning, I, maybe cause it's such a simple storyline, a very predictable one, where LeBron James is a freaking a hole to his kid, where it's like you need to do basketball. It's like, dude, what? <laughs> and even well, even his wife in the beginning was like, he needs a dad right now, and, and yeah. you're being a coach. And so even then, it's like LeBron was in the wrong the whole time. But yeah, it's like 
He's your kid. Again, Michael Jordan is like real chill about it. I think his son like comes from home, uh, from practice, a baseball game. Mm, and he didn't do so hot. Yeah, and he's just there like trying to encourage him like, you know, you got this, son. I want you to be the best you can be or whatever. But here LeBron's just like, basketball, that's it. I can totally get his son like just playing video games all day, right? But the kid's making video games. Yeah, he made a whole game and he's 12 years old. And it looks as good as it does. Yes, and it's it's freaking cool. I mean, LeBron, you, you have you live in a mansion. You don't have to worry about bills ever in your life. So if your son wants to not play, that's okay. His son's a super genius at 12. He coded that entire game. That, yeah. That's, and he's like, yeah, but it's not real basketball. There needed to be some conflict. I get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get they, it too. They totally missed like that opportunity to really like delve into the fact that maybe LeBron is just detached from his childhood because he never had one because the coach in the beginning was like, you need to focus on the game. You can really do something here. And that made him throw away his Game Boy that he just got. Like they could have done something even more with what they did. Wait, I'm confused. Wasn't it the his best friend that gave it to him or lend it to him? Yeah, he's like, hey, my dad got me a Game Boy Color, so here's my hand-me-down. Oh, okay, that's what it was. Okay. What a good friend! And then he just throws it away. Yeah, that's... But I that mean, was, that was mean, King James, so I mean, look where it got him. Yeah, exactly. Maybe it was worth throwing away a, a Game Boy. Okay, I'm, I'm just nitpicking, but like... Well, here he only has three, right? And the oldest one seems to be going down that route of being a basketball player, right? So he should be already happy. Your first oldest son is... Uh, he's gonna be a basketball player great cool your second Just son like daddy yeah and like your son is developing games in his bedroom at the age of 12 and something inside of you should have been like oh i remember when i used to play some video games so that's cool that he gets to kind of explore that aspect that i never could and i think there's one line in the movie where the son says why can't you let me do me and lebron says you think i got to do me when I was your age. And I'm like, yeah, let him. Just let yeah, him. Just because your child, you didn't get a childhood doesn't mean you should deprive your kid of a childhood. That doesn't make it fair. Yeah. How do you benefit from that? Only your kid is is worse off from that. Which I like that they did that whole father-son reuniting thing in the middle of the game. Yeah. Like it wasn't afterwards like, hey, sorry about all that. I just really... They stopped the game for a little mm -hmm. bit and... He bears his soul out to his kid, and that I liked that. That yeah. it wasn't just kind of like an afterthought. And then for him to like switch teams, that was cool. And mm -hmm. I love how like his game is the basis of the actual game. I like that. Like I like that John Cheadle stole that stuff from him and made it its own thing. And it's cool because LeBron James is kind of out of his element. It's his element, but it's just altered. Again, it'd be so cool to take some of this stuff and put it in Space Jam. The original movie. Yeah. You would get a perfect movie. Again, these two movies complement each other where one works, the other one doesn't, but there's great things in both. Mm -hmm. uh, there's just a, a couple of things I want to touch on. Just a few little things. Uh, so the spaceship that Marvin the Martian has, uh, you know how they stop in space because b Bugs unplugs the the control panel and the whole spaceship stops? Oh, the A... A113. A yeah, A113. That's a Pixar thing. So well, some no. animator must have been like well, a, well not necessarily. It's it's more of a animation uh thing. True, yeah. Yeah, so 
it's just that I, I think it was like a CG or the computer animated thing because they all shared that room, I think. Yeah, that was like the class that they took in college and that was the room number. Yeah, and so like they all did their things. It just so happens that Pixar kind of led the charge when it came to the movies and then everyone else kind of came on. But yeah, 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 I noticed that little things like that. And then uh, let's see. Oh, the Michael B. Jordan fake out. Oh, yes. Uh, thank you for bringing that up. Okay. Yeah. So what did you think about it? I thought it was funny in the moment. And then the movie ended and we didn't get a cameo from the actual Michael Jordan, which if you're going to do Space Jam 2, how do you not get even like a five second cameo of Michael Jordan? Pay your Warner Brothers. You have billions of dollars. Just pay him for, like, he doesn't even have to say a word. He could just show up at the end. So this is why I continue to go to the theater. Because both times it worked for the audience. Because when Sylvester comes in and says, I found Michael Jordan. And then, like, you see somebody walking in. The music's going. It's all in slow-mo. Like, you could hear everyone mummering, like, oh, my God. Like, it's Michael Jordan. It's Michael Jordan. Like, everyone, like, everyone in the theater was like getting themselves ready to see Michael Jordan because that would have been so cool. That would that would have been great. That would have been. Oh, mwah. yeah, that would have been cool. But something tells me that Michael Jordan doesn't want to associate with Space Jam anymore, <laughs> which is funny because the whole point, oh, the whole reason behind the original Space Jam was from a Nike commercial that featured Bugs Bunny. Ah. That's how this whole thing started. There was a a Nike commercial and it was Bugs Bunny and Michael Jordan playing one-on-one and that sparked the Space Jam movie and I guess now franchise which yeah here's a little tidbit of information they were planning to do like four more sequels to Space Jam but they were all going to be different sports oh my god there was one pitch in the early 2000s of Tony Hawk doing a Space Jam movie but of course it would be skateboarding which oh I God. thought, yeah, that would have been so cool, right? Uh, There's another one like NASCAR. Uh, they were going to do, I think, Tiger Woods with golfing. So these are all cool. Missed opportunities. That was that that would have been great. Yeah. But I don't know. Something about like basketball is, is a lot more entertaining, you know, like especially being in the movie theater, like when the whole like when everyone's coming in, like all the audience and like uh, the announcers come in and you get that like wide shot of the court it feels like you're at a basketball game. And if you haven't been to yeah. a basketball game, like specifically an NBA basketball game, I've been to one or two Spurs games and it's it's a party. It's great. It's an amazing experience. And I got that in this movie like I did in the original Space Jam. Uh, there's also. Uh, oh, yeah. So going back to Michael B. Jordan. Oh, yeah. Um, It was so, funny. Yeah. Uh, I like that. He was just kind of like, I'm going to this is awkward. I'm just going to go back to my seat. <laughs> I love how Donald, uh, Donald Duck, hello. Uh, I love how <laughs> Daffy Duck said uh, you couldn't get Michael A. Jordan, so you called Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> and I had a strong feeling. I was like, no, like Michael Jordan's not going to come out in this movie. They had me for a second. And I think yeah, it was a, it was here. a silhouette that got me because I, I can already tell Michael Jordan like just from a silhouette. And uh, Michael B. Jordan has a different head shape. And I was like, it's going to be Michael B. Jordan, isn't it? And then See, it, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't even think of Michael B. Jordan. I was like, okay, I don't think it's gonna be Michael Jordan. So who the hell is this gonna be? And then of course it's Michael B. Jordan. I have a strong feeling they made that scene 
for Michael Jordan, the Michael Jordan. And then when he declined, they're like, okay, we have to get Michael B. Jordan. Then we have to make it a big joke out of it now. And so they did. It was nice. It was cool for Michael B. Jordan to agree to do it. But I would have loved to have seen Michael Jordan. Like he didn't even have to play. No. Yeah. Give him a pep talk. Like, hey, guys, we were in this spot before. We can do it again. You've got this. Like, yes. Hey, it's not going to be no uh, Bill Murray, you know. Which is great. Bill Murray has an arc in the original movie. Yeah. It's great. It's it's so fun. There was one line that he had uh, where, so Stan's about to take the picture of Michael with his hole in one. I was cracking up so, so much at that There's like one. five seconds of silence and then he just looks at Stan and he's like, what kind of camera is that? <laughs> like, I want to believe that that was Bill Murray just going off the top of his head. Yep. Just so weird for like Larry Bill Murray and Wayne Knight to just look at the hole and then for Bill Murray to just turn and like, what kind of camera is that? And he just throws it <laughs> out of the shot. It's perfect. Oh man, I Bill Murray, never change. Uh, there was also uh, Porky Pig got a, a rat battle as oh. uh, Notorious P.I.G. Oh, and yeah. I thought there was, it was supposed to be a basketball game. <laughs> That didn't lead to any points being scored, did it? Yeah, it, it was did. just there? Oh, okay. No, yeah, they, they got a mic drop point. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. that was fine, I guess. I mean, sure. I, I'm sure it's going to upset some people. It was a little cringe for me. What, what are you going to do? Yeah, what are you going to do at that point? So l- let and, Porky uh, Pig have his moment, I guess. Yeah, and last but not least, it makes... The slightest cameo, but they put in Big <laughs> Chungus in this movie. Oh. <laughs> Big Chungus makes an appearance in Space Jam A New Legacy. And I liked the way they did it. It wasn't real in your face. Uh, Bugs is like, you missed your cue. Rabbit season, or duck season is like, okay, great. Put this on. I'm going to go do my thing. Then he turns into Big Chungus there, and then he just speeds off. It was great. I liked that it was in there. Because it's the meme, of course. You got yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it wasn't in your face like, guys, look, big chungus. They didn't put the the, the vine, uh, LeBron James. Oh, yeah. I'm surprised no one said it like that. I was expecting a lot of like those type of memes in this movie. Mm-hmm. Which, you know what? I will praise them for that. There's some times where like, certain movies embrace memes and it just comes off as just terrible. Like, they try, they try to recreate memes. Yeah, when it comes to that, that's when it gets into cringe territory. The Monstars make an appearance. Oh, yeah, the little guys. It was just a brief little cameo, which yeah. even more upsetting that Michael Jordan wasn't in this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, well, I think that's, I think we covered pretty much everything. Yeah. I think that's it, yeah. That's all well, I got to say about that. <laughs> well... It's been good. It's been great. But I'm very excited about our next episode. It's our 25th episode. Yes. And it's coming. I know I've been teasing it. I've gone lazy on the editing, so sorry for the delays. But it's going to be well worth it. So for those listening right now. the scuffle is coming out before this episode, right? No. I'm I'm going to put this one out, and then I'm going to spend all week next week editing the cinema scuffle. And then Fast and Furious? And then, yeah, Fast and Furious. Okay. I, 
yeah so i was thinking like space jams relevant now just try to get it out there yeah that way it's fresh and then just work on cinema scuffle Alrighty. yeah all right well that's gonna be it for us here but first i want to thank all the listeners out there for showing us your support thank you for downloading all that stuff and uh yeah just keep doing what you're doing guys out there and uh we'll continue to put on the best show we can and uh we're on spotify apple podcast stitcher um google podcast amazon uh, podcasts amazon music yes uh so be sure to follow subscribe turn on the notifications if you can too so that way you never miss an episode yes and uh, leave a review if you can. I don't know what any other... Does Google Podcasts do reviews? I have no idea. Okay, if there's an option there, I know Apple Podcasts does, so leave a review even if it's bad, uh, so that way, you know, we can um, cry. criticism. Or just bad cry. cry, yeah. Yeah. Also, uh, follow us on our social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Cinema Show Live. Uh, just comment anything, uh, what, you wanna, what you want us to talk about, what you think about the show, Give us your questions, comments, and feedback, of course. Or maybe you just want to shout out. Either way, you're all part of the panel as much as we are. Jackson, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at Jackson underscore DML. And you can find me on the streets acting like Looney Tune, as (laughs) I usually do from time to time. And if not, you can follow me on Twitter as well on my personal Twitter at DylanMM5. That's right, D-Y-L-A-N-M-M-5. This is The Cinema Show. Remember, all films are subjective and it's all about perspective. Have a great day and a better tomorrow.